Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Saturday afternoon here, real quick, with an episode titled, Gym Owners Get Out of Shape 2. Um, I'll dig into this more specifically in a second, but just a reminder, our 50 Days of Fitness Challenge is kicking off here in about seven days, and that is where we take you from the last 50 days of the year all the way into the new year, and making sure you still enjoy the holidays and you know the things you want to eat and drink that are seasonal with friends and family because I do believe this is you know the best time of the year but we have you do it in a way where you're still making progress and you're not throwing away all the hard work you put in over the last 10 months because typically over the holidays people tend to travel more they eat and drink more but they move less they make less time for fitness and for themselves they run themselves into the ground they tend to get sick and they head into the new year you know, bloated and lethargic and maybe, you know, packed on a couple extra pounds of, you know, crappy weight they didn't want. And they're kind of starting from square one again. And I don't want you to be those people. And this 50 day challenge has helped, you know, myself personally and my wife as well. That's why we created it um, to not eat and drink like animals and to really be mindful of the choices we're making and making sure we still have fun and enjoy it. But do it in a way that makes sense for us and our goals because I don't want to feel like crap heading into the new year and I don't want to you know I don't want to be the person I used to be when I was you know 21 22 23 when I would just overeat and under exercise and I don't want to throw away all the effort I've put in over the course of a year and that's why we created this um, we don't do things here just to make money as a side note like we do things to help people if selfishly if nothing else it helps me stay on track but um, I know if I struggle with it I know a majority of you guys do as well. And that's why we create these programs to kind of fill a void um, and help you just keep doing what you've been doing, but at a higher level to keep making progress, not be just okay with you know how you've been rolling along, kind of just really pushing the envelope is what I'm driving at. So um, if you're interested, shoot me a message, hit me up. We have a podcast discount code for all of you listeners. It's my thank you to you guys for listening to me ramble on and hopefully get you into something to head into January in the fittest, healthiest, happiest, you know, you've been in a long time, as opposed to feeling like you have, you know, eater's remorse and drinker's remorse and that you uh, are starting, you know, over with the resolution stuff, which for most people uh, really is a a dangerous way to live. So with that said, this is going to be a quick podcast because I have a busy couple days here and I might not be able to get you guys an episode for a while, but Vince Gabriel has sent this out. Uh, he's a fitness professional, gym owner. He coaches coaches now. And uh, the title of the email was something like, you know, gym owners are out of shape or uh, fitness professionals can become unhealthy too. And uh, I'm not going to mention, you know, the, the speaker that said this that performed better, um, but it went something like this. And I quote, if you want to get out of shape, just open up a gym, end quote. I'll share that one more time. If you want to get out of shape, just open up a gym. End quote. And I know a lot of you listening, this probably sounds, I guess, counterintuitive and the opposite of what you probably believe. But funny enough, uh, you know, as ironic as it is, I was on a call the other day with my homie Travis, who also owns a gym like myself. We do a lot of similar things. And him and I were talking and I met him in a mastermind group. And uh, in this group back then, there was probably 10 or 12 of us. And I remember looking around the table and thinking, and not from a judgmental standpoint, so don't take it that way, just looking and saying, you know, of the 10 or 12 people here, only three people look like they're in fitness. Only three people here look like they're in pretty good shape and look like they're healthy and really taking care of themselves. And again, this is not comparing them to me. 
Uh, I'm not saying you have to be in the shape that I'm in, and I'm not saying I'm God's gift to the world, but I'm in a certain kind of shape, and I take pride in it, and it works for me. I wouldn't wish my training style, my lifestyle, my sleeping habits, and what I do on anybody. It's my process, and I'm happy with it. I like how I look and move and feel, and I try to lead from the front. But there is a Mendoza line for fitness professionals and people in general, I think, but especially if you work in this field, to lead from the front, to be a practitioner of what you're doing, practicing what you're preaching um, to your clients and to your athletes and to your staff and to be somebody who they look up to. Like, hey, you know what? For what it's worth, you know, Bill is always in shape. Bill always eats right. Bill's doing the right things. And so when he says it, it carries more weight. But a lot of people who own gyms and they start to scale it up and really become quote unquote financially successful, they find their own fitness taking a back seat. And in this mastermind group, you have to be doing it at a certain level. You, you, a, you couldn't afford to be there and just to sit at the table, you have to be making X amount of dollars to be in the rooms. So these are all people who are quote unquote successful in their fitness business, but have started to become unsuccessful in their own fitness. And that's, why I'm sharing this and I want to kind of paint a picture for everybody listening because I think, you know, over a decade in on my own and 15 years in fitness, um, those words are ringing truer and truer every day that goes by. And as a young, you know, trainer or coach, you know, or business owner back then, I would have had no idea what the hell that sentence meant. If you want to get out of shape, just open up a gym. I'd be like, well, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. I'm like, you own a gym, you're there all day, you should be super fit. And I believe that's the the idea most people have. You know, how could a person that runs a gym get out of shape? Well, when I opened up my gym and I was probably about a year or two in, um, I found out pretty quick how it can happen. And seeing so many of my friends, fitness professionals, peers start out in a certain level of shape and as the years go by, slowly become less mobile, less healthy, less active, and start to look like a shell of their former selves. Again, not judging, but they've become unhealthy. They've given up their own personal health and happiness for the cost of the business of helping others. And here's the thing. Being a trainer, you know, the technician, when you're actually working with humans still, is physically and mentally taxing. And it's a thing I think a lot of people underestimate. Now, the difference I want to share here is this. Being a the technician, the person who actually coaches people, you know, walks them through exercise, talks them through it, shows it, that is the trainer. Being a business owner is something different. Now, a lot of people in this space are both. Some people are just the technician. Some people are the owner and the technician. And so let me share this. If you're just a trainer, you're just a coach, you're just helping people, you don't run a business at scale, there's no employees, there's no independent contractors, it's just you. Even that is hard to be in shape for the duration because the hours are long. And typically when you're starting out, they suck because you probably have no money and you have to take anybody you can get at any time. And for most fitness professionals, you're probably not working out early in the morning because odds are your first group or clients or athletes probably start around 5 a.m. And so unless you're a person who's training at 3.30 in the morning, it's probably not happening. Um, most of you trainers out there, young coaches, you're probably not getting proper sleep. It's just, it's part of the game. You're up early. It's probably hard to unwind at night unless you're going to sleep at seven or eight o'clock and most people aren't diligent enough to do that. So A, your sleep patterns can be a little bit erratic. It's also physical work and it can also be emotionally draining trying to help people and coach them and talk to them all day. And you know, 
talk them off their clips and deal with, you know, all the shit they're dumping on you because you're part psychologist here in this, at least. I mean, I feel like I'm mostly psychologist and part fitness professional at this point, and you guys might have a synergy there somewhere as well. But for the average, you know, young coach or, or trainer or fitness pro out there, you're, you're training early. So maybe you're training from 5 a.m. till 11 a.m. straight through. And you might have a gap in the middle of the day for, you know, an hour or two or three where you're free, where you can actually work out yourself and eat. And then you're back here from four o'clock till eight o'clock at night doing your thing. And you're doing that five, six, maybe seven days a week, or at least five or six days a week, every week, the entire year for multiple years. It can be taxing. And sometimes when you're stuck in a building for 15 hours, the last thing you want to do is go load up a sled with 400 pounds and push it or take yourself through a brutal split squat workout. It just isn't that fun. Now, do I enjoy it? I do for the most part. Um, I hate myself just enough and I'm just crazy enough to do it. And funny enough, I said this to my wife the other day, I'm like, I just looked at her. I said, who the hell would want to do this? Like who the hell would want to do this for a living? Like, the, the the hours you put in and what you do and how exhausting and draining it is, who in their right mind would want to do this? Now, I'm crazy enough to where I, I love it and it's kind of like my oxygen, but when I look at the outside, I'm like, I get it why people get out of the game. I get it while these guys are doing this and building businesses at scale that are making hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars where they have so much on their plate that they just they kind of quit on their own fitness and they kind of give it up. Now, I would never do that. I personally make you know, probably a hundred to two hundred thousand dollars less per year because I'm willing to be in shape. I'm not willing to take people at this time. I'm not willing to do these projects. I'm not willing to travel here. I'm not willing to take that on or I'm not willing to create that because I want to have time to work out and be healthy and be active and feel good in my own skin. Now even with that said, I still some days struggle with it. And this is not just for fitness professionals. This is any working professional out there, especially you working professionals with kids. I understand how hard it is for you. I have empathy for you, but you have to make time for it. Make less money. It's okay. Live in a house that's a little bit older. Drive a car that's a little bit shittier. Don't get the newest purse. Don't grab the newest iPhone if you need to. If that's what the money is, take less of it to be healthy and be happy. I promise you it's worth it. I'm living proof of it. Yet, I have empathy for those in the space outside of it. I would argue with people you're better off working a strict nine to five. So you can either work out early in the morning or late at night and have a consistent schedule day after day after day, where I think fitness pros do struggle with it. Now they have the luxury of being in the gym. However, there comes a lot of struggles with that as well. In the same note, if you're a business owner, gym business owner specifically, or you're just a business owner in general, and you're an entrepreneur, or you're a higher level corporate person, follow me here. If you're a gym business owner, right, add in the stress of hiring people, also firing people, that's part of it, managing the finances, doing the marketing, tracking the sales, negotiating with clients, customers, doing community outreach, handling customer service, doing staff trainings, and all the other stuff an owner of a gym has to do mixed in with actually still being a technician and helping coach people early in the morning and late at night, that shit can become exhausting real quick. Not to mention on top of all this, nobody ever taught you what to do. Nobody ever showed you how to really do any of this stuff correctly. You're just, as I like to say here, we're just making shit up as we go. There's no rules to this. Um, Lucky enough, I failed a lot 
early on and I figured out what I could and couldn't do and what I was good and not good at and put people in place to help me cover the gaps. And I've been really fortunate to meet some amazing gamers uh, in my day who have helped me in my business and continue to help me every single day. But I fucked up a lot of stuff, man. And not that I still don't, um, but I did early on. And there's no rules to this. And there's really nobody to guide you through the process. And when you combined the crappy hours and the physical tax it takes and the emotional draining plus the stress of finances and marketing and sales and customer service and da 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 when you combine those two things, that's where things get ugly. When you combine being a fitness professional and being a business owner together for an extended period of time, typically bad stuff happens for fitness pros. And that's why I'm sharing this for people out there. So if you have a coach right now who looks like they're struggling because they're tired, they're stressed, they're exhausted, this might be part of it. Now, again, this is the life we chose. This is what we're taking on. That's why I don't complain about it and bitch and whine. And people ask me, Jeremy, how you doing? I'm like, I'm good, man. No complaints. And I'm like, even if I did, nobody would listen anyway and nobody would really care. You know, as Lou Holtz once said, you know, about the problems, you know, don't ever complain. 80% of people don't care and the other 20% are glad that they're their problem, your problems and not theirs. Uh, and I believe that to be true. So, Again, what we do isn't the hardest thing in the world. We're not fighting a war in Afghanistan. We're not doing brain surgery on a kid. But it can be physically and mentally taxing like any other profession can be. And when you're really helping people every single day and you're coaching them, and again, whether you do a podcast or YouTube and Instagram, I didn't even mention that stuff uh, on the, uh, outside of it, um, it can be taxing mentally for you. And your brain can take a ton of energy from you to run. About 20% of the body's energy can be eaten up by the brain. And that's at rest. I'll say it one more time, about 20% of your body's energy can be eaten up by your brain. And that's when you're resting. That's not when you're critically thinking and helping other people all day long. Think about when you try to get a workout, you know, at the gym, if you're a fitness professional. And this is for all of you gym pros out there. You know where I'm going to go here. For all everybody else listening out there, if you're the coach in the gym, if you're the business owner in the gym, here's how it works. You've been in the space for 15 hours for the day. You've been already been there for seven hours. And you have to start your workout. You start your set. And then you see out of the corner of your eye some equipment's out of place. So you want to go pick it up. Or there's something's dirty. Or somebody leaned one of your plates up against some drywall, which is pissing you off because you don't want to go through the drywall, so you have to fix the repair. So you go ahead and you take care of that. Then you see, you know, maybe on top of the squat rack, you know, your cleaning lady forgot to dust for the last four weeks, and so you got some shit you want to wipe off. Or, again, if you don't have a cleaning lady yet because you're early on, you are also the janitor of your facility. Or you might look over and you see one of your trainers is letting a client use bad form, which really pisses you off. Or, you know, they're on their cell phone or they're doing something they shouldn't be doing, so you have to mentally note that or you have to go interrupt them and kind of correct that because, hey, it's your business, right? Or your own personal phone rings and it's a phone call, quote unquote, you just have to take um, and you have to answer it no matter what. Now, a side note, I don't answer my phone during when I'm training. In fact, I don't want anybody to talk to me. I want to have people pretend like I'm invisible. Typically, I train here when nobody's around. I lock the door. A lot of times, I turn the lights off, and I just go to work, and I do my thing because I can't be bothered. I don't give a shit about emails or phone calls, and short of like the entire world you know, being on fire, I'm going to do my thing for the next 46 minutes, the next 32 minutes, the next hour and eight minutes, however long the workout's going to take, and then I get back to it. But for a lot of gym owners, they have a real hard time turning the phone off. 
or they're in the gym training with other, you know, because they, their schedule allows it, they have to train when other coaches and groups are going on. And all of a sudden, somebody comes up to him and says, hey, man, you got a second, and now that set you started, you've had 40 minutes of rest time in between from the last set you did. And again, are you ready to get right back into training? No, you're not ready because you're ready to get back in your office and put out some fires and deal with some bullshit you have going on. You're ready to do anything except the workout you're supposed to be doing because your brain has been robbed of all its energy by the 19 things that you saw wrong in your own space. I'm not going to sugarcoat this and say it's easy you know, to be super fit being a gym owner and a coach. But step one is realizing, you know, the mountain that you have to climb in order to do it and understanding that that's just part of this life and that's what you took on. And step two is realizing how important your own personal health is to the success, not only just of your life and your health and happiness, but how important your personal health is to the success of your business. And you have to protect that at all costs. If your sleep, if your workouts, if your nutrition, if your stress management, and if focusing on your own personal health is taking a back seat, this podcast is made for you. I don't care if you're a fitness coach or not, if you're just a you know a young professional, if you're somebody who's moving up the corporate ladder, you're a doctor, a lawyer, CPA, you're an account executive, you're a pharmaceutical sales, medical sales person, it does not matter. If you are listening to me right now, if you're a teacher, whatever the, the job is, if your sleep, if your workouts, if your nutrition, if your stress management and focus on your personal health has taken a back seat because of your job, we made this podcast for you. You have to put yourself first. You have to put your mask on first. It's time for you to get up and stop making excuses and you just have to move your body through space at least a couple times per week. You have to get quality sleep. You have to care about yourself. You have to understand there's no amount of money. There's no fucking job title. There's no prestige. There's no fame. There's no deal you're going to close. That is worth you giving up your health, happiness, and the way you look and move and feel for an extended period of time. There just isn't. And I think the funny thing is, is if you're willing to pull back on the accelerator a little bit, maybe take one less deal. Maybe say no to a couple of opportunities and just really focus on you and maybe, you know, start work a little bit later or, you know, end work for the day a little bit earlier in order to get a workout in, in order to eat real food, in order to get quality sleep, in order to be able to hang out with your kids and do the shit that really fucking matters. You're going to make less money up front, sure, but I think in the long run, you're going to make more money. You're going to be more productive. The longevity of your career And the overall happiness and the way that you interact with clients and close deals is going to be more efficient. And you're going to get more done with less as time goes on. Because when you're 53, you're not going to feel like 83. You'll feel like you're 42. When you're 45 years old, you're not going to feel like you're 65 years old. You'll feel like you're 31 because you've taken care of yourself. You are the commodity. You are the best investment you can make. You are the one who needs to get paid first. Not your corporate job, who, by the way, if you drop dead tomorrow, wouldn't give a shit about you. And they would just keep the machine moving because that's what they're set up to do. It's a business. They don't care about you as a person. Even if they say they do, they don't. Like, you'll be dead, they'll be fake sad for a day, and then they'll go on with their stuff. I know that sounds morbid and it sounds super depressing, but it's the truth. We watch it happen every single day. You have to look out for yourself. 
And so I know we titled this, if you, you know, gym owners can get out of shape and quote unquote, if you want to get out of shape, just open up a gym. But I also could title it, if you want to get out of shape, just have a really quote unquote financially successful career. If you want to get out of shape, get a job that makes you travel a lot. If you want to get out of shape, get a job that is super stressful and taxing and pays you a lot of money because we tend to see those people do the same thing too. And I meet so many people here over the course of you know the last decade or so who are super successful. I live in Scottsdale, Arizona. It is not cheap to live here and it is only getting more expensive every single day that goes by. In fact, it blows my mind what people are paying for stuff around here. But the weather is great. It's super clean. It's super safe. It's beautiful. I love it. I wouldn't trade it for the world. However, it comes at a cost. And specifically where my gym is located, the brick and mortar building that I sit in right now, a lot of people who come here make a lot of money. They're very, you know, they're financially, they're very successful. They have crushed it. They are, you know, the one percenters and beyond. But yet they have given up so much of their health, so much of their time, so much of their happiness in order to acquire that wealth. And we find them in a place now trying to buy back their health with the money they've earned. So that's why I implore you guys to not get to that point. Don't get to a place where you're like, you know what? I have sacrificed so much for this company and this title and this job. And again, I'm not telling you how to live your life and I'm giving you my opinion here of what I've seen. I think if you take time to just carve out, here's my dedicated fitness time. Here's my dedicated sleep time. Here's my dedicated time to eat quality food and do the things I have to do to be healthy and happy. You're going to make more money in the long run, even if it takes you longer to get there. And I think you'll be happier doing that. I just don't want to see you know all of you guys listening, whether you're gym owners or not, fall into the same trap. I've seen a lot of my peers, you know, kind of slowly slither into as time goes on. Because there's again, there's no money that's worth it. There's no opportunity. There's no job. There's nothing that anybody can offer me where I'm willing to stop working out consistently. Where I'm, you know, not going to be able to make myself the meals I want to eat. Make myself, you know, be able to get at least six or seven, you know. Again, sleep is probably the one thing I struggle with the most, but get six to seven legit quality restorative hours of sleep every single night because I know if I don't, I feel like shit the next day and it's a struggle for me and I'm I'm terrible at returning messages. I'm terrible at, again, I can't be the best version of me if I'm not healthy and I'm not happy and if I don't feel good, I'm not as productive and I think all of you listening can relate to that and you know that I'm right deep down even if it's hard to admit and you look yourself in the mirror and say, hey, you know what? I have been giving up too much of myself for this thing, for this job, for what it is. And I need to take a step back and really make myself be the top priority. I need to put my mask on first and make myself the most important commodity of my life because if I do, everything else will be leveled up as well. So again, that's just my quick rant, especially if you're, because we have so many fitness professionals out there listening, fitness coaches, pros who own gyms and who are trainers um, and who want to make this part of their life. It, it can be taxing and exhausting. And obviously if you're you know, 25 years old and you have no wife and no kids and no pets and, and no responsibilities and you're just coming in the gym and training clients for money, sure, you can probably do that. But at some point, you're probably going to get married. You're probably going to have a pet. You might even have yourself some kids and you might, you know, at some point you might think you want to transition from just being a coach 
to a full-blown gym owner. And uh, it, it takes a toll on you. It, it for surely does. And the more responsibility and stress you take on, the harder it is to maintain the level of fitness and uh, you know sleeping and, and eating habits you've always been accustomed to. I think anybody who has went from ages 21 to 35, ages 21 to 45, ages 21 to 50, you see that over time. You have to really be conscious and really make your health be one of the most important things in your life. And one of the speeches we do... I walk people through, I say, list the five things that are most important to you in your life. And they list them out. And then I say, list the five things that you spend most of your time doing. And do those things match up? And 99% of the time, those things do not match up because they say their health is number one and their family is number two. And they go down to the list and they say, what do you spend your time doing though? And they say, work is number one and their health typically is not even in the top five. Yet, they said their health was the most important thing to them, but what they spend their time doing, their health didn't even make the top five. So there is a huge disconnect there, and I think a lot of fitness pros fall into that trap because they become slave to the business. And I get it. You feel like you have to take every opportunity, especially when you're starting out, especially when times are tough and the economy's not great and, and things aren't going your way or you take a couple huge losses, and it can be gut-wrenching. And that's why I would say, you know, we did a podcast called Owning a Gym Sucks, because it's not for everybody. And I think the weight that a lot of people carry with that, and I just think owning a business in general for a lot of people isn't their thing. You'd be better off being the number seven person at a company, making a good salary, being able to turn your brain off and go have fun with your friends and family and joining you know, three softball leagues and playing video games and you know, watching NFL football with your homies as opposed to working seven days a week, 100 hours a week, you know, doing something that's gonna you know, create ulcers in you and make you, you know, you know, drive you crazy at times. I think you have to really know who you are as a person, what you can or can't take on. And just again, no matter what you do in life, whether you own a gym, no matter the profession, you just have to really care about yourself. And again, this is coming from a place you guys, I once had my health stripped away from me. I was not making myself a priority. I was abusing, you know, my physical body in terms of what I was eating and drinking and just how I was living my life. And I am the original transformation story. That's why I harp on this as hard as I do. And that's why we put out this free information in these podcasts. But I do believe these messages are important because I've watched people, whether they be, you know, financially successful or career driven or, or somewhere in between, they have given up their entire lives for money and for stuff and for prestige and for a business or for a job title. And I don't think it's worth it uh, to give up how you move and feel every single day because I believe that is the most important thing there is, is your physical health and how happy you are and how you wake up every single day. And there's no amount of money and there's nothing you can give up that can really replace that. So hopefully you guys just enjoy that. My quick rants uh, on how being a gym owner, you can be out of shape and how just honestly in general, you know, getting caught up in life can lead you down a different path and all of a sudden you wake up one day and you're 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 pounds heavier and you have a bunch of really shitty sleeping, eating and training habits that you never intended to have and all of a sudden you're carrying with you and that really drags you down as you kind of walk through life. So if you find yourself in that boat, this podcast was for you. So snap out of it. We are here to help any way we can and if that's doing you know, a program with us or your local gym or coach, please do it and, uh, you know, don't delay it, you know, because you'll never have more time in your life than you do right now to turn it around. So just take the jump today. So 
Anything else you guys want to hear on the podcast, hit me up, shoot me a message. I'm happy to record it. If I can speak on it with any intelligence whatsoever, I'm happy to do so. Um, again, a reminder, our 50 Days of Fitness Challenge is kicking off here in seven days. If you want to get down with that, hit me up for the podcast discount code. I'm happy to share it. And a bunch of other fun stuff coming down the pipe here, probably later in the week, because I have a really busy next four days, but I will get back to you guys on all of that. So until next time, oh, real quick reminder, if you're on iTunes right now, stop. Don't be a lazy ass. Open up your podcast app on the iPhone or if you have an iPad or Mac on the iTunes app. Scroll down if you're on the iPhone. Drop me a five-star. Leave a comment. I truly would appreciate it. It helps me more than you know. And until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please just keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.